Hello, welcome to another episode of Bullet Points Extra. I'm Ed Smith. I'm joined by Reed McCarter. It's got a name now. Yeah, we've officially demarcated this from the Bullet Points mainstream and given it its own little moniker, Bullet Points Extra. This is where we don't talk about games with guns in them necessarily. We talk about games that don't have guns in them, games that we've played and wanted to discuss but couldn't do it because of our prohibitive gimmick. <laughs> uh, so this week we are talking about Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, a game by Ninja Theory. Let's not waste time talking about the plot and all those specifics. If you're listening to this, I can only assume you've played it already. If not, by all means, do go and do it and then come back and listen to us discuss it slash pull it apart. Reed, you like uh-huh. this game? I like this game a great deal. I think it's a very good game. You do? I, I don't on the... Uh, country i'm not a fan of this game particularly i've written something about it that i think was quite complimenting but overall i dislike the game we'll get to that later on we'll get to the finer points and hash out what you don't like specifically what i do like no you know what i'm talking about we'll we'll, we'll argue we'll argue in more detail as the show goes on but just to begin with give me a a pricey a rundown of why you like hellblade senoir's sacrifice Ooh. um the quickest way to say it, I guess, is that it is a game that feels like every aspect of it was designed to convey something specific. Um, I feel like uh, there's... I mean, there are, there are faults in it. I'm sure you can point out that I'd probably maybe be a little bit silly about defending, but I, I mean, the impression I had when it was all over was I felt like everything in it was working toward a greater whole. I thought it was intelligent without trying to prove that it was intelligent uh, in the way that you see sometimes or quite often when a game actually has something to say um, I don't know, there's quite, a, there's quite a lot I like about it, I like the way it looks um, I think aside from that song that plays over the credits, which is god awful, I think the the sound I remember the song on the end credits it's like uh, it's I don't know, it's like a pop song was it worse than the Resident Evil 7 one? no because that was Really, was <laughs> a <So> go tell, <laughs> go go tell Aunt Rody or something like that. And it was this sort and it of was... like semi sea shanty thing. It was it sounded, sounded like um, early two thousands. Mm, I don't know how you describe her. Crap rock F- artist Poe. Effinescence B side. Yes, yeah, that's that's yeah. probably the easier comparison. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. And the I think the performances are really good. I think it looks good um and it's otherworldly and i think frightening without being sort of jump out of the shadows you know shaking its hands at you um yeah i I don't know that's the performances is that's a that's one that i feel like i can directly try to counterpoint because i thought a lot of the performances were very amateur dramatics Particularly, hmm. particularly the, the the central conceit, you know, whereby you you hear these contradictory voices in Senua's head telling her, you know, you should or you shouldn't go, you should try it, don't do it, don't, you know what I mean? And they're constantly sort of bickering with one another, almost. Seemed to me like something from a kind of like final year high school drama production, right? You right. know, where there's this sort of conflicted young woman who's I don't know, in the story, she's maybe like homeless and doesn't know what to do and they've got these other three people in all black who represent her in a monologue and I found them vaguely risible I was laughing a lot of the time at Hellblade not when it wanted mm-hmm. me to I was, because it was so it was it was so much it was so exaggerated it was it was ludicrous you know so much as like opening a door you hear these voices in her head going She's opening the door. She can't open the door. She's not going to open the door, is she? Yeah. She's opening the door. She's going to open the door. She doesn't know what's on the other side of the door. You're like, fucking hell, lads. I'm just opening the door. And I know I know that the game is trying to insist something about her, you know, that she she is right. kind of overwhelmed by that. The amount of thought that she has is is overwhelming. But that is not the effect that it had on me. The effect it had on me was to, was to make me laugh. And, you know, it was kind of jarring when something like opening a door provoke those kinds of responses from the voices but uh, other things that I was doing that felt to me as if not more significant like running around getting lost in the environment or activating some puzzle piece or something and they didn't say anything 
uh, yeah so that that felt to me that element of the performances felt to me um, quite bad and I've already kind of joked with you in private about another one of the characters Druth who is the sort of lore L-O-R-E giver um, who's uh, it's a fairly good performance but I, I, I know that a lot of the language he's using is in reference to to Norse mythos and things like that but um, I found like his his soliloquies if you like his monologues just impenetrable and, and kind of nonsensical and, and well, it, like it felt kind of drag it felt sort of drag and drop you know uh, kind of just, I, just yeah I get it n- nouns of Norse mythology just kind of it's like dragged and copy and pasted into his speech um, see I will I, oh sorry I was going to say I know I know it's real I know that what he's saying is real in the sense of there was in our own world you know people who who believed this and wrote this down and, and have maintained it for a long time I know it's real but it seemed to me kind of as in the game's context at least or in the way that the game presented it it seemed to me as sort of meaningless as you know like a like a grimoire page from Destiny or something just the way it was presented um, yeah so there's a lot there um I was kind of thinking at the beginning when I was giving my impressions. Um, one thing I will say is that when I I was really, really skeptical about this game, and I think aside from really liking the way it looked, I um, was not into it whatsoever for I'd say you know the first hour or two. Um, Hi. And and it was pretty much precisely for the reasons that you were talking about where it, it felt a little sort of you know high school drama class or something um with the the different voices and and just the amount of it um this probably leads into a bigger discussion see both the things you said i have things to say about and they're both kind of different topics um but yeah i guess i'll just say that i, I think over time the more time i spent with it and hearing them when they kind of became backgrounded, you know, the, mm. the more time you spend just with that game, you know, with the headphones on, just doing your thing, and, and they start to, uh, they start to just become background noise. Um, and it worked for me when it was just like this sort of incessant, sort of irritating thing going on all the time. I think there's a really good case you can make for not having them. Because uh, there is something, the one thing that, I'm still not quite decided on with this game is it comes really close to feeling almost like um, like a freak show or something the, mm. the, the way it has her hearing all this stuff and I think almost any way that you try to portray mental illness um, visually is going to come across sort of you know in, in that context it's going to look like it's it's halfway ridiculous because I think when you literalize things that we've been taught culturally are what, you know, quote unquote crazy people do. It's, it's too much. Um, and, and for me, I think the voices were, were that for the first little bit. And I think maybe I could really see people saying like, nah, fuck this game. Like this isn't, this is harmful, you know, or, or retrograde or something. Um, but for me, the way it functions in the greater story redeems it, and I think it's done. To me, it felt genuine. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to end up rambling on about this if I don't stop. But I I do understand exactly what you mean by saying it's there's something kind of funny about them, or yeah, I mean, I wasn't worried about them being personally. I wasn't worried about them being harmful or kind of uh, doing an injustice to the. A sensible subject matter I just found them ridiculous I, I, it seemed like one of those ideas that was better on paper than it was in the game itself uh, I, I appreciate what you're saying about them becoming more backgrounded as it went on I think they became less intrusive and by extension less comical but I found also you know the, this, the, the thing about the voices and the things about the performance that I think are actually quite a quite a facile and fatuous criticism and, and not, not really the, the central or anything close to the central problems I have with Hellblade so I don't want to dwell on those too much actually mm-hmm. um, what I what I really was bothered by with Hellblade and it, it's, it's it's not really anything to do with the, with the themes of the game or anything like that I just found it like a, a relentlessly dull 
game and a relentlessly uh, kind of well-behaved and I'm going to say the word pretentious game and hmm. uh, a, a game that was using kind of a lot of tricks pulled from the bags of some of who I think are the most boring film directors out there and yeah I, I, I found it we, we talked a little bit before we started recording and I told you that my my current um, sort of fanaticism at the moment is is trying to talk less about thematics and themes and talk more about aesthetics right that's that's kind of what I'm trying to that's what I'm into at the moment I suppose and so yeah, we, all, and we all have to cater to that on so you, points. All, you all have to start following my lead uh, no but I, I for me I, I kind of couldn't help but take Hellblade uh, for that reason I, I, I kept thinking about it as, as like an aesthetic piece of work as how does it look how does it sound how is it directed how is it has it quote shot you know in the sense that game mm-hmm. cameras aren't exactly cameras um, and how is it performed and on all of those counts I found it just like, terrible I, I, I this is a game where everyone is screaming all the time this is a game that's shot with unending circular uh, long shots. This is a game where our lead actor looks into the camera to express emotion. This is a game where uh, psychosis is represented with with talking and talking and talking. This is a game where. But doesn't that when when you're saying it's represented by talking and talking and talking, doesn't that kind of counteract when you're saying that also everyone's yelling all of the time? But it's all—it's all words. It's all words. It's just—it's like such a—it's such a dialogue, like laden game. It's this kind of untethered zeppelin of dialogue, um, and I—I I, I found like the, the the amount of subtlety in Hellblade is zero. And I, I appreciate an attempt to to, as you said, I think it's a really great word to literalize and to um, kind of turn into like an almost carnival, something that's quite subtle. Like I quite like the. The sort of hokey ambition behind that to take something that's that you're meant to approach you know all, all gentle gentle and all considering consider and actually just doing it really big and you know i actually think that as well as kind of creatively brave you 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 might even find something something hidden you know something new if you if you take this delicate subject matter and do it quite ostentatiously in a kind of like paul schrader way i think that yeah you can actually find something true about it i, I didn't really have that experience with Hellblade. I thought that it was it was taking something that's quite nuanced and doing it in this really like ostentatious and bold and exuberant way, which I like. But I didn't feel like I I learned anything. I didn't feel like I got to grips with anything really to do with the character apart from like the obvious story beats about her that you could write down on a piece of paper. Lost boyfriend regrets it. Wants getting back. In the end, doesn't but finds redemption. I didn't really feel like the approach that they took to this subject matter benefited it whatsoever uh, so as much as I liked it as a kind of creative endeavour in spirit, in practice I didn't feel like they had made the right choice almost hmm. um, so yeah, I mean when you said you know that you would use pretentious for this or that um, I, I think I know what you mean by that kind of but to me, this game felt like, and part of why I respect it is, it felt like it was sort of down in the dirt, and was fine to be there, and mm. was fine to to kind of what you were saying with the approach. But I don't know, the execution worked for me, of yeah. of being kind of, I don't know, it's it's a tour through hell, right? Um, so it's it's a bit of like a, a haunted house kind of carnival thing in a sense. Um, but for me, the idea of this this character is is going through, uh, you know, a metaphorical, but in in the you know for the purposes of the game, it's real uh, version of of just hell. You know, her her most profound torment she can feel uh, worked for me. The way that she at times, I I think her performance was really really good. Her name's Melina. It's like Jurgens. Or something yeah, like that. Is, yeah. um, but th- but there are moments in that game where it was it, it was uh, fuck. It sounds like Oscar talk, but like an honesty to it. You know, I I don't want to necessarily put it that way. There's probably a better term. But 
there was a way that she was playing that character where she was at times you felt as if you didn't want her to keep going because it was too much and mm. and this this is something too where this is one of the things where when you have a discussion I think about what works for someone if you're trying to you know kind of take a you know have a discussion about these things in a broader sense of what worked for you and what didn't that's something that's really hard to say well did this connect with you or did it not because that's a you know that's a whole can of worms um it's kind of what i I, i've got in terms of it feeling like hell right right uh you and uh our other bullet points are patrick Lindsay. He wrote a terrific article about maybe like a couple of years ago now, which is a scary thought, but a couple of years ago about Doom 2, right? And how, how Doom 2 is meant to represent, you know, the, the subtitle of Doom 2 is Hell on Earth. And your article was about how the levels in Doom 2... Don't make much sense. Of, don't make much sense and represent that kind of like Boschian hell where it's all about, uh, yeah, uh, the nonsensical and the absurd and the abstract and the grotesque and the, the, the labyrinthine, you know, it's all about not making sense and that's hell. Um, I love that article and for me Hellblade felt like the opposite it was really formulaic you know you, you kind of mm-hmm. got through the, each level doing the same things uh, you fought the same enemies all the time you solved puzzles exactly the same puzzles in exactly the same way uh, it had like a really distinctive albeit quite humdrum rhythm uh, in regards to the performance feeling honest I, I, I think you're right I think in isolation she does a, a pretty good job with this quite thin character in um, I think it's quite hard to maybe it's quite hard to you know scream and kind of roll around and kind of be in the mud metaphorically speaking it's a sort of video games equivalent of Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant which is a really bad film I think <laughs> that's but still a he, very bad film yeah it's a really bad film but he, he's you know he's doing as an actor I think he's, he's doing yeah. something there yeah. that, that you can kind of vaguely look up to and I think that this is the, a, a rough equivalent but uh, the honesty of her performance I feel is is and it's maybe like this isn't even a fault of the game or the game makers but if, to me to me uh, this feels inherently disingenuous when the game begins with and I've talked to you about this before and I know it, it seems like a, it's a sticking no, no, no. point that I should probably let go but when the game begins with in big block letters in the credits mental health advisor it can't help but feel to me that this is not so much or at least just it, it really, really undercuts that sense of like rawness yeah. and honesty because it feels like an advertisement, it feels like a boast, yeah. it feels it feels like a presentation, and it feels like this is a game where we we really, really um de- we're determined, you know, we're putting it in writing for you. I hate that, that. this is a game about, and I, I yeah, it's really cheap, isn't it? It's I, really cheap. To and me, it, it, it really undercuts. compromises the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, not to go. I don't think we should go too far into this because we did end up somehow talking about that in Tacoma to the uh, the last one of these we did but I hate that you know I rolled my eyes I also yeah. see why they did it um, I think why, why do you think they did it I think they were covering their bases yeah um, but don't you think I, you can I cover think... your bases just, just by just by doing it well no, you know what no, I mean not in, not in video games I don't think so I don't think that's interesting I think people have to be led by the hand um, because I, I don't want to make everything a big fucking conversation about the state of, you know, the industry and our own we frustrations. Do that. Yeah, we, with, we do that because we do yeah. it too much. So I guess I'll just say that I think we've created a space where nuance does. I, I think if you are creating something and you're creating something that's a little bit bold in whatever sense, you know, um, that's touching on things that are considered somewhat taboo yeah. um, as as mainstream discussion, I think there is a huge drive in video games um, because of the nature of video game press uh, that has been informed by marketing and now informs marketing to this, you know, shit Ouroboros. I think you have to, you know, it's it's like putting a horse's face in water. I think you have to say, look at we did it. You know, we yeah. did our homework. You can't say we didn't do it because we did it. Mm. It's, it's right there. It's the first thing you're going to see when you boot up the game. It's going to say, you know, um, it gives you a warning, a content warning, which is, I think, a good thing. I think that's fine. I think that should be there because this is stuff that if you're wandering into it unassuming and also people haven't, I think... Anyway, whatever. I think the content warning up front is fine. 
to say this this game deals with some you know subject matter that that some may uh, you know find disturbing and blah 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 and here's uh, a number or a resource I, I think that's fine that's good I think when you open you put this mental health supervisor is the first credit you see I think that's so it's I don't know it's like the non-religious person you know crossing themselves on a plane it's just like we did it you know it's there you can't get us now we yeah. <laughs> like like look at that there it is and I I completely understand why they did it I think it's a shame because well it's it's you know, partially I, I, like I, saying we have you know we have to tell you this because you're not going to trust us otherwise I'm reticent to refer too much to myself but yeah there's a lot of what Hellblade kind of alleges to to talk about that that seems to me quite um but that's every associable right and to to me presumably someone who the game would like to be speaking to quite directly or, or reflecting quite directly to me uh, that what it what the game seems to perceive as covering its bases and making it clear that it, it is doing something to me it has the, the the opposite effect it makes it seem disingenuous so I think it's, it's I think it's a shame that to me was a shame that uh, in an effort to make it clear that it was doing something it actually you know did it less for me um, but then again you know this isn't a game that's made specifically for me but uh, yeah I I I find that a weird kind of contradiction. I I do. Um, sorry. No, I finished talking. Um, I I wish it didn't. I wish it didn't have that supervisor thing up front. Maybe it's something that I shouldn't get too hung up on, right? I mean, no, maybe it's just a it's a little thing that you have to just kind of swallow down and. No, but it does. I don't know. Like my viewpoint, I think it's maybe something that's. A, a decent way to approach stuff in video games when you're trying to get past or sort of dismantle how much the marketing affects everything in video games is to try to separate the marketing from the game itself but then in this case that line is blurred you know mm -hmm. so it's be, because it's not part of some external ad campaign it's it's just in the game it's a, an artistic decision um, which I think undercuts the, you know, what I was saying before. I do think this game assumes an intelligence of its audience and and uh, doesn't feel the need to boast about its own. But I think it does feel a need right there to cover its bases. Man, that's funny to me because I I, I felt intensely condescended to, you know, this is this is when I think of something that that assumes my intelligence, I think of uh, a certain amount of. I don't know subtlety and symbolism, and this is a game that's screaming in my face all the time, and and really sort of saying I've got to look, 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 look. You know, it doesn't trust me at all to to pick up on anything. It 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 like holds everything in front of my face like cue cards. What uh, do you, have you seen? Yeah. I, I'm not proposing this as a one-to-one -one comparison, but have you seen Antichrist? Or or no, much I've not. I've not. And I know. No, I mean, I, I've, oh God, uh, maybe at some point during my studying, I did, but I, not that I can remember. But for all intents and purposes, no, I, I've not really seen much of Lars von Trier's films. What I have seen is uh, Gaspar Noe's Irreversible or Irreversible. Um, and, In the original uh, French. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the connoisseurs out there. Uh, and I, 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 there's that aesthetic of, I don't know exactly what you call it, almost like abject art, almost like that uh, works, you know, almost like don't paint. It, it's an actual term. It describes something a little bit different, but for for the sake of this conversation, it's the best term I can I can reach for. Uh, and I, I quite again, I quite like that aesthetic. It's kind of what I was referring to earlier on in the show when I said, um, you know, I, I like taking something that's a little subtle and doing it and doing it big and doing it and doing it loud and doing it sort of nude and bent over and and you know defecating. You know, um, the, I mean that's the comparison I was going to draw with. I think Antichrist is not a simple film. I do think it 
shoves your face in everything it wants you to think about you know mm. in, in much the same way as this game does where um you know some of some of the things when the the moments when sen was in essentially complete darkness you know and then these other figures from her memories are kind of speaking to her from just you know just outside the camera and blah 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 and the, and the camera's just held on her and you <clears throat> you know you see her expression changing and, and the, the tone of her voice and everything um some of the things like that feel to me you know the similar idea of this stuff is being you know screamed at you it's it's saying look at this look at this look at this and mm. but i don't think it's simple what it's trying to say you know i don't i don't know maybe i'm giving it too much credit like the reading i, I took it... away from it was not a reading i've seen echoed a lot elsewhere so i don't know if maybe i'm i don't know too generous I in this game i don't think i found it kind of base or impolite or wild enough to credit it with quite that if we're going to use the term abject aesthetic because as i said earlier on yeah, yeah. this is a game this is a game that really minds its manners and doesn't surprise you in terms of mechanics and is always in a similar looking kind of gray brownie area and is i think just generally as you play it it's quite to be expected you know uh the, the, the fights play out similarly you've got to fight two bosses to open the door solve a puzzle that's a really good and, point though and it, it it i i would love for it i would like i just finished playing i've been talking to you about this as well off that observer and observer is a game that really does feel and i hope it's one that we'll talk about for this for this show sorry observer is a game that really does feel um like badly behaved you know uh like anything can happen and, and does and will and they don't mind if you if you get it or don't you know they don't care if you're on board they're going to keep going uh hellblade seems really determined that you keep up it feels really really almost like anxious that you understand what's going on and will explain it to you in like quite long verbiage and yeah mechanically is very very controlled and very very i think uh, i predictable and that 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 really, almost for me, that that compromises wholesale its base kind of wretched rolling in the mud Lars von Trier or whatever Gaspino sensibility. Yeah, I, by the way, that's why I was there's <laughs> I was hesitant to say I don't want to make a one to one comparison. I just thought maybe it'd be useful if you know if you'd seen no, Antichrister. Uh, because yeah, I, 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 I see what you're getting at, and I think the game is trying to get at it as well. I, I really do. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a reference point. Is you know movies like that, um, but yeah, it's 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 undercut. Well, I I don't think it's. I think there are moments in this game when you talk about. Hmm, this game could it it is pretty nasty at times, but it it could go even further. I think if it wanted to, I think it could have been served. There there are moments like. Um, the moments I think are meant to be incredibly, you know, grotesque and repulsive. Um, when she injures herself, when she, you know, the the stuff with her carrying her her boyfriend, her partner's Dillian's head around. Um, the stuff when she, in the flashback, finds him bloody gold, um, you know, ripped apart, and where her mother is burning alive, and things like that. Where there is an element of restraint to that that wasn't shown in terms of the emotional brutality that I kind of wish was matched with it to mm -hmm. kind of hammer that home. Um, I think that's maybe where you see a caveat to wanting it to be something accessible to more people where they, they don't want it to be as disgusting yeah. and as maybe nasty as it should be. It's but, quite but safe, they, I think. They have... I, see, I don't think it's safe, though, because... I also think in terms of the way stories are told in games. See, I'll go along with you actually entirely on saying that the way it's structured is does it a disservice. Because I think mm. the game uh, finds its best rhythm and, and um, sort of makes like feels like it's the most what it wants to be toward the end. Kind of when you've done away with the last you know, till, kill these two bosses um, you know, go through these three or four challenges to get this 
those little challenge things themselves when you're getting the, you know, proving yourself or whatever to that, you know, so you can get the sword, the the moments themselves in there are great, but they're they're compartmentalized and made too digestible. And I think the game is at its best when it's kind of when it feels like you're at sea. You know, when you're in that yeah. when you're in hell itself, um, and it becomes kind of more free form with her, you know, going deeper underground and, and you know, it has less of this clear structure to it. I think that's when it works best, when it's the most unsettling and I th- the climax when you're fighting people and it just never ends until you give up. I think that's great. Uh, it's something that I've seen before, but I suppose it's it's a little less straightforward than a lot of the rest of the game, um, in the sense that it's a it's a kind of mechanical rug pull. You know, it's it it's a wrong footing you uh, when you've been winning fights the whole game to give you one that you can't win. Uh, and they put that one there too, and it's well, I mean they they kind of. I, I like the way the game is is structured, you know, sort of on a beat by beat level. But I mm. the the larger then you go through this gate and then you, you know, complete this and you fight this boss and then you come out and you you know, and you fight the illusion boss and then you fight the fire boss. I think that's too clean for what the game I, is. I think and I think it, it goes a little deeper than that because I, I talked earlier on, I mentioned earlier on the the way that the camera moves in this game is you know these circling around senior no cuts long shots etc and for me I, you know I, I don't think that this kind of stuff gets talked about much in games the way that a, a cut scene is quote filmed uh but in this game it, it seems to me really important to consider because there's so much of the game that's spent watching senior and watching you know what's going mm-hmm. on there's quite a lot of cut scenery in this game um and for me, there's there's nothing, or maybe not nothing, but the the mark of a director who is trying to have his or her style noticed, the mark of a director who who wants to be seen as like prestigious. If you think of the very opening of Spectre, you know the Bond movie, and you've got Sam Mendes, who's I think an Oscar winner at least, nominee if not a winner, uh, you know trying to trying to kind of sophisticate Bond and intelligentiaize Bond, mm-hmm. and he. You know he's doing it with a with a long take. You've got things like The Revenant, which has got long takes because this is a film by um, uh, Inaritu, who's you know his whole like who's thing has goddamn been goddamn hack. Yeah, well his whole thing has been like sophisticating as he seems to perceive it, uh, like base genres, you know, like gangster films and more as Peros or or like comedy and Birdman and making it sophisticated, and he does it with long takes. So to me, like the long take. Is is the mark of a director who who wants to be seen as as like proper and a bit establishment and prestigious and high art, and that I've, does not f- that does not fit at all with uh, the other side of Hellblade, which is trying to get all base and in the mud and bloody up Senuar. Oh, but I think make... it does. No, because I, I know what you we we talked about this <laughs> elsewhere, and I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna I don't want to make your point for you because that that would be um, no. Do it. Make polite. my point and and dismiss it so i, no, I can just chill, no I, no i won't i won't but um but i i i don't think that the the long takes added anything to the sense of her suffering or the the, the sense of anything in the game I, I think it was simply to mimic something like the revenant and the revenant is laboring under the same misconception as this game or the same clashing of tone as this game where you've got like a uh, what seems like a quite a base and simple and again like muddy bloody setup being filmed by people who you know have studied too many film textbooks hmm. what do you think well I'm, I'm not going to talk to his you know the director's intentions because I don't know and you could be right that that it was you know the idea was this will be Im- important or striking in in some way that you know, will will be impressive, but see again. I don't know if I'm just going to keep coming back to the way I read this game, and maybe I don't know if it's not valid or something. But to me, this game is there's two points to the long take, and one is the direct one of I think you do get a sense that she is 
that time is kind of fluid in, in, in some degree where, you know, these memories are assaulting her and, you know, everything from the past is also in the present. Like, there, there isn't as well-established linear time in this, um, which to me is important because she's going through this place and it's part metaphor, part real. Um, so she is assaulted by things and kind of blacking out and coming to and each one of those feels like it needs to be a notch on her progress toward getting through everything you know I feel like she if you want a kind of shitty comparison she ends up like a like a uh, what's his nuts uh, John McClane or whatever from Die Hard you know she's she's battered by the end of this game she's she's come through it and you've seen the majority of these things happening you feel like you are you're pulling her through or you're no you don't feel like you're pulling her through you feel like you're there moving alongside her i don't feel like enormous sense of controlling cinema in this game i feel like you're mm. you're you know walking uh, a pace with her the entire time um but i i think the long take of re- refusing to break from her to say this is a flashback now this happened aside from this uh, which I guess it does do maybe once or twice but I I do think the continuity in the game is important to making it feel like her fight isn't just you know can, can she kill all these these demons that she's seen in one fight you know rest up and then go do it again it's like an attrition like she's just getting battered the entire time you know she picks up I, and I think you see this too, and she has the uh, that blue woad or whatever paint across her forehead that cracks, and it you know starts chipping away, and she you know gets this enormous gash on her forehead, and you know obviously what everyone talked about a million times, but there's that corruption type thing that's that's sort of snaking up her arm, and and all of this stuff is showing that she's not this isn't bit by bit, you know everything that's happened to her is something that happened to her along the way. And how much of it can she put up with before she gives up? Um, and so it works for me in that sense. And then, you know, just as a more just kind of nice formal echo, I think this game deliberately is meant to evoke like a heroic cycle. You know, um, the old uh, Scandinavian, the old Norse sagas and, and the uh, Irish heroic cycles. Um, you know, a style of storytelling that is very much here is this person you know here's how they were born this is what happened to them as it goes and it's it's telling you a lifetime in a continuous you know just verse breaks and goes and goes and goes because it's meant to have the you know kind of have a rhythm of of someone sitting and telling you a story and i feel like this game has that with that continuous uh the way it's told just kind of in a long shot you know it's just and this, and this, and this, you know, and Senua fought, fired guy and killed him, and she went to this place, and she did this, and she did this, and I don't know, that works for me, it feels true to, if you want to talk aesthetics about what this game is trying to make you feel by the, by the way it looks and sounds and, um, I don't know. I called it otherworldly before, and that's how I would describe it. It feels like it, something that came from a different time, that came from a different culture, uh, and and that's a part of it for me. Uh, the way it just I, keeps going. I certainly can see that Hellblade felt like a drag. Um, I just don't know if it felt like the kind of <laughs> good like drag. literary literary drag. You know, I I was bored rather than wizened you know I, I i i was fed up with it as opposed to like downbeaten or or anything quite so noble or, or viking sounding i um again i can appreciate the, the the structure of the kind of mythology the cadence of the mythology that it's playing off of i just don't know if it worked. Long shots. I just don't know if long shots really tell me that story. Long shots to me seem very technical. They seem very precise. They seem very structured. 
they seem very very practiced and again well mannered whereas the way that you read out mythology the way you were just reading out the and and the and and the and it seems quite ad hoc and sort of colloquial and uh sort of basically unprofessional if you like whereas long shots in the way that this game is filmed seems to me like very soundstage very storyboarded but very very deliberate and i and i know i know that it has to be because you're making something and you're making it with a lot of money uh-huh. but i think that you you can you can hide the technique you can hide the budget you can hide yeah, yeah. the storyboard and you or you, you know you can make it look less like that if that's really what you want if that's really what you want is to appeal to that I'm sitting down and telling you a story and like not exactly making it up as I go along, but it's untidy because it's been retold so many times. If that's the setting that they're going for, I don't think that these like really expertly uh, controlled long shots do that for me. Um, Can I say... Yeah. So this is one thing, and this isn't me disagreeing with you, because that's a good point, but I'm just curious, because you, you know, have studied film and I've you know just barely yeah but 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 bear with me because it was a few years ago no i know and that's uh, also me thinking about how i described heroic cycles and if i got it wrong because that was <laughs> quite a while ago too um but one thing i was thinking when you were describing that is because when you talk about long shots in film um you know say you mentioned the beginning of specter so that's in my head mm-hmm. now but when i think of how that's done it's a it is kind of always you know and birdman does this too uh it, it's this kind of bragging of saying look how perfectly we had everything you know the logistics of this were just nailed down mm. um and our actors are so good that they could get this in something that if they messed it up you have to redo everything you have to redo mm. people in the background i don't know moving a ladder or something you know in the bond mm. case it's all these extras in there uh, masks and costumes and floats going by and everything has to be perfect so it almost feels like it, it is impressive in a sense but it's also I understand it you know it's um, I agree with you that it's kind of almost self-conscious of saying look how <laughs> like beautifully I it's, arranged look this. at the technique it's yeah, yeah it's showing off the um, right yeah okay which I don't particularly care for because I'd rather not think about technique and uh but well, anyway, but the whole point as, is as, as just one quick one quick like tangential point. I, the, the reason one of the reasons I don't care for it is because it it suggests that that technique is like more expert and more craftsmanship than than right. editing. And I think editing is actually a, a much more difficult thing to do well. Uh, cuts are much more difficult to 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 articulate than a long shot. Sorry. No, no, I rambled on too. But the point was in film there are elements well maybe this is undercut by you just saying what you said about editing but in a game the long shot's almost the de facto you know yeah uh so when you're playing a game you are when you're actually playing the game you're in what is essentially a long shot right um yeah but the difference i think between the, the that, that game long shot i.e like following over Leon Kennedy's shoulder in Resident Evil 4 the difference between that long shot is in that long shot not everything is rehearsed not everything is technique because it, it allows in a game you've got you know, the random elements so yeah it's all being captured in one like frame without any cuts but it's not showing off the technique of look how practiced we are look how perfect right. it is yeah, look yeah. how set up and, and well executed and timed it is you know, it's not really showing off that technique it's unbroken it doesn't have the edits but it's not really a boast or, or it's not really concerned like the game itself is not necessarily concerned with like pitch perfect timing or pitch perfect quote performances from the enemies or from the lead actor or it is but it's 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 completely it's, it's different you know there are different yeah, elements at play it, i think the long shot in film is almost meant to be a presentation of the pristine you know we did this perfectly in one in games like pristine is not really available almost you know what i mean like uh enemies can can behave weird players can miss shots and behave weird you know the long shot is like by its nature uh, messy in the game um whereas in the films it's it's kind of meant to display uh like a a perfection or you think like stanley kubrick and how cold his films are Mm -hmm. and how like straight lines and patterns and pitch perfect movements you know danny going around the overlooks uh dining room and things like that 
it's all about showing off a kind of mathematic approach to you know this film uh, i don't think you have that so much in in the game long shot uh I want to. I want to move on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like we've not necessarily nailed all of that point, but one thing I really think is important to talk about before we get to the end here is exactly how the game treats Senoir herself. So we talked a long time ago on one of our opening episodes of the the mainline bullet point series. We talked about two main the two. Th- I can never remember if it's 2012 or 2013. I think it's 2013. The crystal. The crystal dynamics Tomb Raider. Okay. Uh, the Tomb Raider reboot and we talked about that and I think all of us uh, on that episode decided that the game was almost bullying Lara Croft bullying her and and calling it character development you know uh, Mm -hmm. exploiting and and making her suffer and calling it like uh, uh, depth basically calling it uh, important for her becoming of Tomb Raider Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons that that game is so ugly is because it, 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 it portends an empathy or a sympathy for Lara Croft, but in fact is just complicit in making her making her bleed and, and, and hurting her and making her look look weak and frightened. Uh, I feel like this game isn't that bad. I, I think at one point when we talked about it sort of off mic, if you like, I said it maybe was I'm not sure if it's quite that bad but I do feel well I think that was maybe um, part of a conversation where you just you were like a, a bloodhound who had smelled some raw steak and you were just well definitely I mean th- th- this this game uh, yeah it, it, it provoked a, a lot of responses from me and one of them was certainly a, a pretty febrile dislike of how it treats this character or and how it treats her and then claims to not be treating her I I felt like um, it didn't really, it didn't give her enough like character, enough kind of humour, enough complexity, enough uh, things to love in order to justify beating her up like it did. I didn't feel, I felt like a lot of the time I was just watching, you know, like a quite an empty kind of female body, if you like, being battered around. Uh, you go first on this one. I feel like I'm not quite there with how I feel on it because I I I do feel like in my gut it's not as bad as Tomb Raider. Like, no, I way. I think you can have this discussion. I don't think you can put it anywhere near Tomb Raider because I think the first mm. the first point you have to make is um I I think we talked about that in that episode. I think Tomb Raider there's something uh sort of stomach-turningly sexual uh, mm. about how Laura Croft is abused. I think there's a way she's directed and the way that she is its just kind of this... She's just kind of, like, thrown around the screen like a doll. Um, mm. You know, it's been a while since I played it, so I don't want to, you know, make too grandiose statements. But, but you know, that is an impression. It, it's It's sickening because it seems like you know whether this was intentional or not it's the performance they got it's what they captured it's what the game is um yeah. it it's disquieting you know it's far more disquieting than than you know original you know weird cartoon pinup Laura Croft I think um also partially because she's a lot more realistic in modern graphics I don't think there's anything in this game that is meant to elicit anything positive from you I don't think it's saying this is funny or mm. uh, which I think is maybe the road into it becoming detached enough that, well, I don't know. I'm not going to try to fucking come up with some sort of like psychosexual analyst uh, or analyst of analysis of uh, Tomb Raider, but I, I don't think it, I don't think it ever wants you to think to, to see any kind of light in the way that, that this is being treated or any kind of maybe the better way to put it is shit man this is hard to put into words <laughs> it is hard to put into words and, I, I and I'm what, feeling like well, do I even stand beside what I said about Tomb Raider I think Tomb Raider is sick the way it comes across I, 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 I do as well I, I, I feel like Tomb Raider um, in short wants and, and knows 
part of its audience is going to be turned on by beating up Lara Croft and does not disappoint them. Uh, this game, I feel like there's a genuine compassion for this lead character. I feel like they are very conscientious of what they're putting her through and that they are mindful of does this build towards something? Does this build towards like a, a character beat or a narrative climax? I think that they are conscious of those things. Uh, I think that just by giving her uh, an inner monologue, we're permitted to understand her much more as a person as opposed to just an icon in the sense of Lara Croft. And I think that the scenes when she is suffering she seems markedly more human than Lara Croft does in that Tomb Raider game. But there is something... And you know what? And at the end, I was just thinking, there's a, have you seen the film Split? The M. Night Shyamalan No, film? I'll... I'll watch it. No, I'll watch it. I want to know. It's really awful it film. It looks uh, terrible. It's terrible. Uh, one of the things he does it's a, a slight spoiler for Split a slight spoiler uh, at the start of the film James McAvoy's character kidnaps three women one oh. is our main character one is our main character uh, two are, are like tertiary characters and basically these two women spend the entire film locked up in various states of undress because he keeps taking away their clothes and screaming for help and at the end of the film he just kills them so the entire film, they're just screaming and helpless, and then M. Night Shyamalan just kills them off, like, grotesquely. And I feel like you can't do that. These are teenage girls, these characters, and I feel like there's something just... I, I feel... Ob- yeah, I think if you're... Morally kind of objectionable about just imprisoning them the entire time, doing nothing with them, and then killing them off for kicks. You know, I, I feel like that's... Uh, and I know that the defence of that sort of stuff the the pro criticism for that sort of stuff is well he's trying to be uncompromising he's trying to make the McAvoy character look terrible it's meant to be shocking it's meant to be uh, horrifying it's supposed to be uncompromising no, no, no. and and I don't buy that at all I don't think that that's enough basically that's not enough uh, so with this game I feel like there's a lot of stuff it puts her through and it's done under the banner of you know her journey is meant to be terrifying her journey is meant to be uncompromising and it gives her an out at the end, doesn't it? You know, the ending of this game is optimistic for her. She she puts to rest a lot of her demons. So with all that in mind, what is it about it that still makes me wonder whether or not it really cares about her and still makes me feel kind of complicit in her torture and not in a, again, not in like a literary thematic way, in a voyeuristic way. What is it about this game do you think or do I mean maybe you just don't see it at all no no I I understand what you mean I didn't feel that and I I think I kind of know why I think the game had to end optimistically again I do as well oh god definitely if if that's you know I text you when I was playing it and I said oh yeah you were like I said I said if this game ends right now at this moment then it's won me over a little more and and it more or less did uh, so, and the ending, the the point I texted you was when basically something optimistic was happening in the in the closing cutscene. I thought if they leave it on that on that note, then it's won me round, and it did. And and I well, we're it we're for talking it. about everything, so don't worry about you know. Well, basically, she she you know she spent the whole game journeying to hell on the pretense that she can revive her dead boyfriend. She finds out she can't, so she just lets him go and gets on with her life. You know, it's not that simple, but that's that's the ending. And the moment where she kind of throws away this head of his that she's been carrying around, that's when I text her and said, you know, if we end on this, on her throwing away the head, then then good. We didn't quite. She still looked at the camera, and then the song started. Uh, Fucking song. But yeah, it it was. You know, I'm glad that they had enough love for this character and encouraged me encouraged me to love her. You know what I mean? That's that seems to me like the important thing was they encouraged me to have that reaction to her as well, to be happy for her. Whereas all Tomb Raider did was make me go, oh my god, oh my god, isn't it terrible? Look how hurt she is, look how hurt she is, look how hurt she is. You know what I mean? Um, well, and there didn't seem to be, I think, the, there's a bunch of different things in Tomb Raider. One thing is, I think I said before that I don't feel like you control 
cinema in this game. It, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't emphasize the fact. I mean, yeah, of course, literally, you are pushing, you know, the the buttons and and moving the stick that makes her move and you know swing her sword and stuff. But it the game, I think, kind of directly, especially when she turns to the camera and how often her kind of you know pseudo monologues are aimed at you her looking out kind of at you i think that stuff is very intentional to make you feel like you are you're with her you know you're you're next to her you're almost you know you're almost this sort of something else in her head um Mm. to some degree although that might be i don't know if that's a little crude for the way i'm thinking of it Mm. I, I think they yeah I no I think that there's an element of that I think that you're supposed to feel like another one of her voices um, anyway sorry but but I think there's a difference in that and I mean there's a there's a ton of different formal elements to it but how she you know her costume design how the camera moves around her and things too which is you know uh, the default position of the camera in relation to her body is extremely different than Tomb Raider um the, the qualities of her voice when she is at her most miserable she is not <laughs> it's it's not you know if you played Tomb Raider with the I think I said this back when we recorded this it was the summer when I played it and I think I said I had my windows open and I was embarrassed because it sounded like I was just like blasting porn in, mm. <laughs> in my living room right because it was it was the way uh, oh, yeah and it's uh, yeah, you know it's it's something that I don't know. I think that's a fine line you have to walk when you are directing the sounds of people in in pain and you know doing this kind of thing. It can become uh, pornographic in the sexual sense, not just the you know extremity sense. Very quickly, I don't. I think this game does not do that. I think it takes pains not to do that. And I think a lot of what it comes down to is a lot of choices that are meant to make you feel like you are not. You, it's not paternalistic in some way. It's not saying, "Hey, you, mm-hmm. the god of Senua," you know. Yeah. It's, it's you are with her. You are witnessing this, uh, sort of in the same proximity as when you're reading a novel in the first person, that is getting uncomfortably mm. close to thoughts. But you, you're not controlling it. You're along with it. Um, mm. And to me, that's what makes it gives it the difference from being sort of exploitative. I, I feel like it's not. It's not you getting some kicks out of things. It's you. I don't know. Does that make sense? I, to it me, does. it's all I a thing it, of, kind I think of distance. It, yeah, I think it's very important uh, with with how we view her, with how she behaves when she is it's miserable. And yes, there is a great sense of basically Sanoa knows why she's doing what she's doing before you do, particularly at the, yes. end of the game. That's a really so good point. You, you, so you feel like you are being led by her as opposed to the other way around uh, whereas Lara Croft is all confused and oh my god where am I and you know uh, you 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 basically anticipate what's going to happen to her before it happens to her because right. you've played action games before and she hasn't um, with this though I think what got to me what, what made me think about this in the first place was although it's much more various than Lara Croft or, or maybe quite a lot of contemporary or popular video game characters I still felt like Senua had for a lot of the game one register which was sad slash screaming yeah. and yeah. that that made her feel despite the the voices in her head and a couple of flashbacks to her life before the game's events that made her feel a little like a, a, an empty shell like a facsimile and made it feel a little like she was a, a body being thrown around uh, it wasn't quite as bad as it could have been or you know it wasn't quite as bad or, or as egregious as I expect like a, another game might have made it but she she didn't have the complexity for this to feel enough like emotional torture it just felt like physical torture a lot of the time uh, or, or quite just yeah the, 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 the torture of her didn't feel like a torture for like entire soul it felt like the torture of just this it's like almost like facsimile of a woman, and for that reason, it felt vaguely uh, like opportunistic and and spectacular. And when it feels when it feels opportunistic and spectacular, it starts to feel a bit cheap. I know, um, I know what you mean, and I wonder. Like, I didn't get that sense. I think it's completely fair to get that from it, though. I, you know, if if that makes sense, mm-hmm. I, I 
am with you on it, even though that wasn't my uh, something that came across to me. Um, but I wonder about you. You know, this is a kind of story that I think we're used to maybe in different formats, kind of like this existential crisis, kind of this, um, you know, dark night of the soul kind of thing, this this fight to just, you know, for selfhood and for identity against something that's too overwhelming to kind of reckon with. And we're, I think we're used to it presented in ways that are not this way where the game is asking you to sit down with it for you know i uh, say six to eight hours or so mm. you know the the length of <laughs> like three movies or so of mm-hmm. of being in this one state which is a long time to say this character is going through this and this is how because i don't think there was a lot of room for her to be other than how she was um mm. which you could call a failure of writing I think they try to address it. I think they try to when they, because her, you know, her backstory is not the way it informs what's happening is it's not positive in any way. They try to show mm-hmm. that, you know, this Dillian is sort of the one, the one aspect of her life that is was just good and not even unquestionably good, but was you know largely positive. Um, but I think it's something about the the length and this game, you know, is shorter than a lot of games. It's still long to be mm. in this mode to say this character reacts this way because this is the you know this has to be the mindset she's in to tell this story mm. and it doesn't yeah I don't know I think like hmm. it's not got yeah it's I, I, I think it's uh, a lack of variety betrays a kind of almost like a simplicity of intent See, but uh, uh, this is because yeah. it's a game that's quite expressly about torturing Senua, uh, and by that measure, and when I say it's a you know it's expressly about it, I mean it spends most of its time doing it, and most of it's you know fairly or comparatively to to other things that might deal with this kind of topic, long runtime, doing it, and yeah, by that measure, it feels like it's only interested in that. Uh, but, but I yeah I, I I don't know I I don't want to oversell like how much I was you know bothered by this yeah um it seems like it's a point that I needed to raise and wanted to raise because I I feel like the comparison to Tomb Raider was in my head while I was playing the game um but I didn't I didn't end the game and think well you know that that char- that game really really mistreated his character I I think if I was to say it in a maybe like less emotive way I'd just say it, it didn't do enough with her it didn't give her enough to do. I, I didn't get a sense of the fullness of Senua, considering the game is named after her. I, I didn't get the na- a sense of her as like name a name is terrible person. too, by the way. The name is the name Absolutely is terrible. Um, clumsy, but Hellblade. You know, Hellblade. Hellblade. Yeah, it, it doesn't really connote much of what's going on there, does it? No. Um, well, I, you know, part of the thing when you talk about that complexity too is I felt like she could have been. Hmm. It's hard too because she's largely on her own. Yeah, I think she needed someone to talk to. And I, um, and I think they tried to solve that by... I think they want her isolated because isolation is important to what she's going through, you know? That she has no one to help her other than her yeah. own thoughts, right? No one physically to pick her up or to, you know, protect her in any way or to, you know, just talk to her and, and urge her on. Um, mm. But to me, there was also a thing of how dark can this go this mental state and, and how you know how hopeless can things feel which mm. I don't know I don't know it worked for me I guess I I think the 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 amount of hope you get at the end is fitting and is good and, mm. and is kind of what you need you know I also look at this game as as something that's trying to depict kind of uh, a, a pagan kind of darkness a a belief in you know animism and this the, she she believes that she is in a place that has turned against her you know the trees mm. are against her the the wind is against her the fire is against her everything's against her um and, and i think it feels true in the sense of if you want to understand this 
this character who comes from, you know, uh, this this Pictish character, who, you know, has facets of these beliefs, and feels like everything is being changed, and the world is supposed to be kind of hostile, and she has to be almost in fear of it all the time. Um, I think to communicate the immensity of you know, these clashing belief systems and everything. Does that make sense? It does. And I uh, appreciate, again, the um, the sense of everything being against her. I, I feel like a lot of the way the game looks does tell that story. Uh, yeah. I feel like I had another point to make, but we're, at, we're, we're over time. So let's, uh, let's wrap it up there, I think. We have to pay um, $30 for every minute we go over now. Yeah, which means um, I'm going to be I'm walking around in my un- underpants for the next month at this rate. I'm going to be broken t- in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that was Hellblade by Ninja Theory. We'll uh, be back with another episode of Bullet Points Extra. I hope we can do Observer next time. Uh, although we're also going to do... We had a couple of other games that we're thinking of doing. Um, so, yeah, be aware of those episodes on the horizon and also our next mainstream Bullet Points episode, which I think will be either uh, Gears of War or the other, the other game that we're doing next month. And if you like this show, and if you like the work that we do on bulletpointsmonthly.com, you can also go to patreon.com forward slash bulletpoints and throw us a couple of dollars to keep us afloat. We like what we're doing, but we also need your support to keep doing it. Is that everything, Reed? That's everything. Uh, your Twitter is <laughs> at most sincerely Ed. Mine is at Reed McCarter. Uh, there you can find the work we're doing, right? Is that good? That's good for me. Is that's that good, good for you? That's good for me. Let's that go. That sounded weird. Yeah. That's Hellblade. Bye. Bye.